It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Hey there, hi there, ho there, it is the Krellcast. I am Karel. So very glad you are joining me. We have a lot to talk about on this Monday. Did you have a good Halloween? I really didn't celebrate. There weren't a ton of kids. Uh, and uh, Amber got dressed up as a princess. Uh, but that was about it. That was about it. Amber behind me in this fabulous photo of us. For those of you watching the video at youtube.com forward slash uh, really Karel. So I hope you had a great Halloween. Uh, it, I, as I said, it's, it's also different now in the era of COVID. I didn't really go out. Uh, I don't know if you want to go, you know, if you wanted to go out, I hope you went out. If you didn't want to go out, I hope you stayed home. I hope you did whatever you wanted to do. Uh, and you had a really great time doing it. Uh, there was a lot going on today in the world and most of it, you know what, I'm going to ignore it because quite frankly, it's all just, you know, I've been hearing about this, this great, uh, what's it called? The Great Resignation. I didn't know what that was. I thought people were just resigned. <laughs> I'm just resigned the way things are. No, I guess in April, May, June, July, and August, more people have quit their jobs uh, than at any other time before in our history. And they thought it was a COVID thing at first, and now they're like, oh, no, it's, it's the Great Resignation, and it's workers. It's a workers' movement. And you know what? Quitting your job. How many of you have had a job you needed to quit but kept because you needed the money? Okay, so, I, you know, I, I understand quitting a job. We all want that feeling like, I quit. You are evil. Goodbye. There's a million times I wish I could have quit my job at KGO, but I needed KGO and I needed their money. I needed the station and I needed the money. I wanted to tell Mickey Luckoff countless times to take his homophobic butt and shove it. How many of you have a job where you just like to, to quit, but you can't quit? So first of all, I want to know who these people are in the great resignation. I want to know why there are so many people out there that do not need a job. And people are like, well, they need jobs. They just don't need low-paying jobs. They just don't need... Really? Because back in the day when you needed a job, it meant any job, okay? It meant I will, cl I will pick up. I will mop the floor in an adult bookstore. Oh, Lord. The lowest job on the planet. Mopping up babies off the bookstore floor. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That has to be one of the worst jobs. But someone does it. Someone cleans the stalls at the adult bookstore. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you've never been good for you. But someone cl someone cleans the mirror at a strip club. Hello, someone cleans the pole. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Not a gay man. I'm telling you, there are certain jobs in life gay men do not have. Cleaning the mirrors and the poles at a strip club, not unless it's a male strip club, is not something a gay man would do. And if you don't know why, well, then you don't know why. But let me tell you, I'd be like, oh, are those tracks? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, uh-uh, no, not clean. See, there are some jobs that you don't take. There are jobs that you don't take. Like, you just don't take it because you know you're going to quit. 
There are other jobs that you have that you need that you want to quit, but you can't because you need the money. Nowadays, we got a bunch of Bobo Rockefellers walking around. Oh, they, everybody's so rich nowadays. Coming to Vegas and spending money here, billion-dollar months every month for the last seven months, record-breaking profits in our casinos. Why? Because the world is full of Bobo Rockefellers now. Because y'all have so much money. It's just everywhere. Money, money, money. My God, I just, I can't step, I just can't take a step without stepping in some money. You would think <laughs> people out by, I want a hundred inch TV. How small is your penis? No, truly people are out just like, I, you know, I want a, I want a Tundra. That's a $70,000 truck. I need it. What do you do for a living? I'm a librarian. <laughs> do you haul books? It's really, I need a $75,000 truck. Why? Because I, I, I carry cleaning supplies. No, what you need is a Ford Fiesta with a little wagon. That's what you need. As we have the climate summit going on. People, people driving around in the United States in these enormous trucks, $80,000 that they can't afford that hurt the environment, but say, I'm all for, you know, stopping climate change. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. So everyone's just got so much money. Oh, yes, people got people are rich at the food bank, honey. I'm telling you right now, at the food bank that was across the street all during COVID at the school when they were giving out the food at the school, and they weren't just giving out school lunches. Hell no, they get bags of rice, no water. What you going to do is some dry freaking wheat. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here, have some rice. How am I going to cook it? <laughs> we ain't got no water. We ain't like, it ain't like we've been able to pay the water bill. Uh, and do you have anything with liquid in it? Uh, but these people over at the food bank, child, oh, they're rich. They're sitting out there in their $60,000 cars and $70,000 cars and $80,000 cars saying, I need some macaroni and cheese. Give me some ramen. Your ass wouldn't be eating ramen if you were driving a Ford Fiesta. Instead, you're out there in a Beamer, the great resignation, because let's all just quit our jobs. Yes, working for the man is terrible, and no, they don't pay you enough. And yes, the great resignation is working. Workers' rate wages have risen more in the last 10 months than they have in the last 10 years. So it's working, the great resignation. Uh, meaning it's putting pressure on employers to pay people more money. But what are they doing? They all going to drive Uber. They all going to drive Lyft. What are they doing? They just sitting at home watching the popo, listening to podcast. Is that why there's 80,000 podcasts? Y'all ain't got nothing else to do because y'all quit your jobs? If you're bored, honey, I got stuff for you to do, okay? I got guests that need booking. So if any of you are bored at home, want to help me book guests, you just email me at contact at reallycorel.com or down below in the comments down there, down there. Just say, oh, I'll help you book some guests, Corel. I'm good at it. I've done it before because I need some help. If y'all are bored, the great resignation. Good Lord. More people quitting their jobs than ever. I guess that's good. Good for y'all. I want to know how y'all are living. That's, that's, let's just get down to the bottom of it. How are you all surviving if you quit? Oh, unemployment. Are you the same one screaming you against socialism? I'm against socialism. Uh-huh. But you for unemployment. So really? I mean, how are y'all living? How are y'all buying your tundras and your, and your expeditions? And you, can't afford child care for your child, but can afford a 10-passenger SUV. What the hell? Really? 
cannot afford to feed your kids during the pandemic, but you can afford five iPhones. Oh, well, they upgraded me. It's only $45 a month. Can't afford to put away money for retirement, but more people quitting their jobs than ever. None of this makes any kind of sense to me. Lord, the great resignation. I wish we could have quit jobs we didn't want. How many of you have gone home many a night in tears because of your job? How many? Raise your hand. Oh, yes. KGO made me cry all the time. It did. KGO Radio, I cried all the time. Ask anyone that knew me. Not so much at KFI, maybe after Andrew died, but there was no crying in talk radio. But at KGO, the way that Mickey Luckoff treated me, the, the homophobia that I had to live with every day, the double standards, I cried. I loved being on the air. I loved being on in San Francisco. And I loved the other hosts that I worked with except Bill Wattenberg. I hated KGO's management. Absolutely hated it. Just hated it. Sorry, I, my watch is, I guess I should turn it on to silence. Uh, I guess I can do that. I have the power. So yeah, jobs you want to quit, please. The great resignation. Then the, Now there's going to be the great unemployment and then the great what? What comes after the great resignation? The great may I please work for you? And all you see is places say we are short-staffed. We are short-staffed and there are supply chain issues. The great resignation has led to supply chain issues because obviously the people are resigning are the people that are putting, I don't know, the stuff on the shelves in the stores, the people in the malls. I don't know, the people at the, it ain't the poor people resigning. They got good jobs, honey. The port money is good money. So I don't know why the supply chain issue has broken down. The people on the boats are still working. The people in the ports are still working. And if they're not, why aren't you? You get paid $50 an hour to move stuff from one place to another. Honey, I don't get paid crap to move all this from one spot to another. So please, the great resignation, Lord. Miss Amber, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't get one freaking text message for hours. I start recording the show and I get like 10. You know, I mean... What what is isn't that just life? Great resignation. I am resigned. Lord have mercy. Well, I I didn't even want to do ten minutes on that, but it's just got me amused. I'm like, well, how are all these people living? No wonder there's more people living at home. Let me get this right. Oh, look at all these beautiful photos that I'm showing you. Let me get this right. You're gonna quit your job, okay? You are going to quit your job, and then you're gonna go live at home with mom and dad. Is that that the idea? I'm going to quit my job, and then I'm going to go live at home. The great resignation. I mean, it ain't no, it's, it's no, just coincidence, coincidence, as Andrew Howard would say, that we have more people moving back home and more people resigning. I'd be like, uh-uh, oh, no, you are not going to quit your job and come back home. Uh-uh, no, no, no. No. Oh, no, I, I would not be that kind of parent. Oh, hell to the no. I'd be like, you move back home, you're going to get two jobs because you're going you're gonna to pay me. The great resignation, Lord. Uh, uh, before we switch to the next topic, thank you all for your concern about my flatulence. I've gotten more comments about my farting segment than I have any other segment in the last three months. 
I am not making that up. So it was with joy and glee that I laughed hysterically when I started farting uncontrollably again the other day. I don't know what's up with me, whether it's a supplement I'm taking or whether it's just my vegan diet, you know, a lot of plant matter and fiber. I don't know what it is, but it seems like at a certain time of the day now, usually the time I'm at a grocery store or out in public running errands, I just start toot toot, hey, beep beep. I am bad girls all over the place, honey. Toot toot, hey, beep beep. I mean, Ember, oh, last night I tooted in bed and Miss Ember, uh, not, not in bed, we were in the chair here because uh, she sleeps next to me in this chaise lounge. And she was, you know, down at my knees and stuff. And I tooted last night when I turned over in the chair. I moved from one side to the other in the chair. When I moved over, yeah, that was it. I tooted. And she got up and went down by my feet onto the ottoman. She was like, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> so something has given me flatulence, but it's okay. Uh, whatever it is, it's under control now. I just at a certain time of day that it seems to happen. <laughs> But right about now, actually, between now and like 3 in the afternoon, like 11 to 3. So if you're meeting me between 11 and 3, honey, I could be Donna Summer. I could be Toot Toot Hey Beep Beep at that point. So uh, Bridget, my friend Bridget, may fly tomorrow, may not. American Airlines canceling flights, causing disasters. 20 flights here canceled in Las Vegas. Uh, flights canceled across the country. They're blaming two really ridiculous things, weather and staffing. Uh, first of all, we can talk about colonizing Mars, but we can't make airports, airplanes, and transportation that can actually withstand planet Earth. Is that what you're telling me? That our transportation system is so delicate that if things that have been happening for thousands of years, storms, happen, it shuts them all down. If that's the case, then flying is not the best alternative for us, first of all. If it's so fragile that some weather can just shut it all down, get a new way to travel. That's the, that's the first thing. Uh, second of all, staffing. I don't know that many flight attendants and all of that that have quit because of COVID. I know that you're having trouble keeping staff because you can't stop people from attacking them. Another flight attendant with a broken nose. I feel flight attendants should now be able to take your ass out. Okay, if you are unruly, they should have a blowgun with a dart and that's it. You are tranked like a rhino, breaking people's noses, causing all this hoopla. You are in a tube hurling through the air. Try that crap with me on your plane. It ain't going to take anyone to defend the flight attendant. I'm going to get up. I'm going to deck your ass. Okay, because we love those videos now. These MAGA idiots, these maskless morons, these Karens just getting in people's faces or even trying to attack them. And then someone else comes along and throws their ass down. That's going to be me because I had enough of you all. Okay, my tolerance level for y'all is done. Okay, here's my tolerance level. Here's the rest of the world. It's way above. I will smack the whole, I will smack the badness out of you, okay? Try to attack a flight attendant that I need to get me something. You're going you're gonna to distract the little attention I can get from the damn flight attendant to get me some water or some tea or from whatever. Not that I ask them for much. There ain't much you should do on a plane that they can do. Don't, you should bring your own water. Don't drink the water on a plane. And if you're going to drink tea, eh, it's iffy. At least they heat the water. God knows how. And the, truly, if it comes out of a can or something, okay, like you can do, you can do that. 
They ain't serving alcohol that much anymore. Why? Because y'all can't act right. So that brings the question, why do we fly? We now know from the, the climate summit where nothing is going to happen, they're going to talk about blah, 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 blah. Uh, we now know that we should all fly less. Okay, that's, that's one of the things coming out of the summit. Less air travel. I know tourism industry bureaus don't want to hear that, but less air travel. I really feel most people should that they should not travel for business. In other words, if you have to, like you're an entertainer or you have to go physically be in the spot for your job, okay. But traveling to meetings and traveling to stuff that we can now do via Zoom and video, no, that should just all stop. So like one third to one half of the travel could just stop. But why do we fly? Why have we not invented something better? The weather brings airplanes to a screeching halt. They still fall out of the sky and clear people or kill people, albeit rare. You can't have fun on them anymore. There, nothing about them is enjoyable. Airports are not fun. The screening process is not fun. Being on the plane unless you're in first class is not fun. Nothing about air flying is pleasurable. So why do we do it? Is this who we are? We are we've really become an, a, a, a species of sadomasochist. We get ourselves into situations where we are abused and we stay in those. Flying is a great example. Getting a ticket, not a fun thing. A, they're expensive, or B, there's all these restrictions, and now there's you can bring like two T-shirts and a pair of underwear, but if you bring more than that, they're going to charge you by the item. You know, I mean, the, you have to strip to go through or pay $100 to be TSA preed, and even then, you still, I mean, there's none of it is enjoyable unless you're filthy rich. And that, that just is for everything in life. If you're filthy rich, then you know. So none of it's enjoyable. We don't like, how many of you like flying? How many of you like being closer to a person next to you that you don't know than you have been to people that you love? Okay, truly. You get on a plane and the person next to you, if you're not flying with someone in your family, is m more up in your business than your partner. Okay? I mean, truly. They're right there. That ain't fun. Being crammed into the seat ain't fun. Look, I lost 110 pounds. I'm still crammed into the damn seat. Who are they made for? Munchkins? Boarding, never fun. Never fun. Southwest is the worst. But if, you know, I pre-board. Oh, yeah, I'll pre-board. Get mad at me. Go ahead. I have a handicap plaque. I have a service dog. They let me pre-board. Get mad at me. You betcha I'm going to march down there in front of y'all because y'all take too long. You block the aisles. They say, oh, don't block the aisles, but you block the aisle, not just to put your stuff up top, but to put your stuff in the seat there. You coordinate, take off your jacket. You take off this. You put on a little makeup, perhaps do your hair, get a swig of water, whatever. Get the hell out the aisle. But you don't. You hold everybody up. And then you're sly. And if there's two of you, like you're traveling alone, someone else is. So you all sit on both ends and you leave the middle seat empty because you think, well, who's going to come along and take a middle seat? And then guess what? The biggest, ugliest, smelliest person that's getting on the airplane, the largest one, barely fits through the door. That who spy, that's who spies your middle seat. And they always come and take it. Always. Oh, I'll sit over by the window, which is evil because the windows are filthy. They're not cleaned in between. People lean up against them, snot all over them. But I figured, well, I used to go to bathhouses. What the hell? So, you know, the window, window I mean, really, if you're going to get a window seat, bring your own bleach. Okay? Spray the damn window with the bleach. 
and spray it all because that whole area there is not cleaned. You think they go down during the, look, those flight attendants barely have time to put their undergarments back on, okay? Let alone go down every seat and wipe down every rest, wipe down the wall of the plane where the window is. They don't do that. Uh-uh. So you hop on, you think, oh, I'm going to get a window seat, it's a little more room. And then you lean your head up against the icy cold window where God knows some booger-ridden kid has been snotting just right before you. And before that, some man with the COVID was breathing on it and coughing and hacking. How to, oh, yeah, oh, no, but, you, oh, but I got to have a window seat. Then, of course, if you try to get an aisle seat, your foot's going to get run over by the cart. People are going to pass you on the way to the bathroom. Someone like me with the toots probably come by and toot in your face. The middle seat's really the only safe seat because you got the person from the window and the person from the aisle protecting you, but of course then you're sitting with your shoulders all folded and your chest all folded in. Flying is not fabulous. Why? It's like driving. Roads are horrible. Traffic is terrible. 35,000 people a year die in automobiles. And yet we still make them the same way. We still plan roads the same way. We don't plan any other form of transport. What is it with us? We like being abused. Yes, please. Can I have another? Oh, yes, airlines. Cut all of my frills. Make my seat minuscule. Make flying hell. Let me line up to do it. Mm-hmm. What are the alternatives, Carell? Drive. Take a train. What about overseas? Take a boat. There are ways to get places without an air. Well, that takes too long. What's your damn rush? Well, I have things to do. What? Destroy the planet? You know, to get from Las Vegas to Long Beach on an airplane, if I do an hour at the airport before and then a half hour to get to the airport plus the hour flight, that's two and a half hours. I can drive in four and a half hours. So literally, it's just two extra hours to drive and I'm in my own vehicle. I'm in, you know, with my own. I can stop. I can pee. I got plenty of room. I know that it's old-fashioned, but sometimes driving does beat flying. And I'm not for driving, by the way. We should have a high-speed train from Las Vegas to, to L.A. Environmentally friendly. There's a thing called the Flix bus. That's a good alternative. It's a six-hour drive. You, it's, six, it's like $9 to go to L.A. from Vegas. There are other ways. Why do we do the things that we hate? I don't understand this. <laughs> In one area, like the Great Resignation that I started the show with, you, you, you're resigning from jobs that you hate. Okay. And yet, what are you doing in life? You're driving cars you don't like and spending $70,000 for things that are stuck in traffic that guzzle expensive gasoline and that you stand a risk of dying in. Let me give, you know, 50K for that. And then you fly. You hop on an airplane you get bad customer service, airports are terrible, the security search is terrible, all of it's terrible, until you get to your destination where you're wrung out and tired and ridden hard and put away wet, and, and then you're, you need, you know, you need a day to recover now when you fly. When you get to your destination, you need like a day to recover from the horror of the trip, and yet we pay for this. We pay for this horror. I, I don't understand why we fly. As American cancels Southwest. Now when you buy a ticket, it's like a lottery whether you're going to get there or not. Well, I have an American Airlines ticket. Oh, better spin the wheel and see if you're leaving. Same with Southwest. What is up? 
All right. Um, what are my absurdities of the day? Oh, that men in robes are going to sit and decide abortion, the Texas abortion laws in front of the Supreme Court. White men in robes are going to determine what largely minority women are going to do with their bodies. That's absurd today. The climate thing, that's absurd. Blah, 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 2050. Blah, 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 2060. It's only 2021. We need these solved by like 2025. But you're talking 2050, 2060. Absurd, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the other absurdity of the day. At 12.01 on November 1st, this morning, Mariah Carey had a countdown. And as soon as Halloween was over at 12.01 on today, I'll do this to the smartest, she began with her Christmas, all I want for Christmas is you stuff. All I want for Christmas. And already, stores are doing the Christmas. Uh, music has already started on some radio stations. Uh, people are already, you know, tweeting and stuff about Christmas. And they're saying you got to buy your presents now because of the supply chain we heard about and the great resignation. If you want your presents, you got to buy them now. Um, can I just say, I would rather skip Christmas than to start it this early. And I know why we want to start it this early, because Christmas makes us feel good, most of us. Uh, some of us, it depresses, like me. But most people, Christmas makes them feel good, and they want that feel-good feeling longer. That's what the extension of Christmas is about. It's really about the feeling of Christmas. It has nothing to do with the birth of Christ, okay? Nothing to do with Christmas no longer has anything to do with the birth of Christ. If you say it does, you haven't been paying attention. Okay, so Christmas is now about commercialism, old Saint Nick, uh, and Christ is like fifth down the line, baby Jesus. But that being said, it's winter, people gather, you know, Thanksgiving, there's parties, people are happier over Christmas. Again, except people like me, I tend to go the other way and get really depressed, okay? Uh, just like when we, uh, we started the... the um, I'm going to go to the something I taped for you for the beginning of the show. I'm going to put here at the end. Because I just when I just mentioned it, you get depressed over the holidays. Every day I see the reality of the world because I'm out in it every day. And so like this morning when I got to the park, I couldn't just get to the park with Ember. I got to the park and when I parked my bike, well, you'll see what was right next to me. And it just brings issues right home to me, you know? So I'm going to play that video here. It's just a little one-minute video. I'm just going to play it right after the show. But uh, I was going to play it at the beginning, but I'll play it now at the end. But that being said, Christmas is starting this early because we want the good feeling of Christmas. And it just means we're unhappy. This whole show has been about that, hasn't it? The great resignation means you're unhappy with the way you have to work, with how many hours a day you have to give your employer, you know, and how little life that leads you. You're unhappy with not having a life of your own, that you give it all away. And so you're resigning and you're saying there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to do this. The great resignation is just part of unhappiness. Okay? And why we fly. You know, we, no one is happy flying. We are unhappy people when we fly. Why? You know, unhappiness is everywhere. It's in our workplace. It's when we fly. And it's obviously throughout our days and weeks or we wouldn't grab onto Christmas so fiercely. The only reason we grab onto Christmas so fiercely and November, December, it like two months of it, some October, almost three months of it, is we want the feeling. We want 
the warmth that it conjures. We want the nostalgia that it conjures. We are so longing for goodness in our life that if we know a good time is coming, meaning Christmas, we'll start two months in advance just to get some of that shine. Well, you know what? The thing shouldn't be to extend Christmas, okay? The thing should be to be as happy during regular times, October, November, September, as we are during Christmas. You know, during summer, we tend to be happier. Our, our moods are cyclical. You know, we're optimistic around January. We're revved up. We're ready to go. And that's spring. And spring happens in March, and we're ready for new growth and new everything. And the summer comes, and we're ready to break loose. But then there's this lull between summer and Christmas, the fall. Gets colder, gets more depressing, gets grayer. And that's why there's these festivals, Halloween, which was uh, Samhain, uh, you know, in, in Ireland. Uh, and that's why there's Thanksgiving, and that's why there's Festivus or Christmas. To keep you happy during the winter months. Well, we shouldn't just look to these holidays to keep us happy during the winter months. We should look to our lives and our family and our friends. And if our family and friends only have time for us at the holidays. See, that's the other thing. Holidays mean family and friends have time for you. Well, if that's the only time they have time for you, then we need to not extend Christmas. We need to extend ourselves. We need to be more compassionate and be more caring and be more empathetic. That's what Christmas is. Feeling. That's empathy. And that's why I put the video here at the end that I, that I taped this morning. It's just a minute or two minutes. Because I have empathy. And when I go out in the world and these problems confront me and I see them right there in my face, then, you know, it, it affects my day. It affects how I am. All right, I am Carell. You be who you want to be. Song doesn't hurt anybody. Enjoy this quick little video that I just filmed out this morning. Uh, and we'll be back on Wednesday. Don't forget Sideshow, my single, is now streaming. And over 500 of you streamed it last week on Apple Music and Spotify. Go see why. Just go to Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere you get music, and it's free. Type in K-A-R-E-L and Sideshow. And listen or go to my Twitter feed. The link is there. Please listen to Sideshow. Please go listen to it. Every stream matters. So go today and listen. K-A-R-E-L and Sideshow on any platform that you listen to music on. In the meantime, follow me at social media. It's Really Carell on Twitter, Really Carell at YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Really Carell. And if you could give five bucks a month through Patreon, we sure would love it. It's patreon.com forward slash Carell, K-A-R-E-L. All right, here was my morning this morning. Good morning from beautiful Desert Breeze Park here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am out with Ember. Here's Ember on her bike. Say hi, Em. Say hi to the world. And here is my beautiful MP3 500. There she is, the yawning girl. This is her. Here she is, the yawning girl. Hi. Now, the reason I'm here, the reason I'm uh, doing this video, if you'll notice right behind me in the car, there's an annoyed gentleman. He's just waking up. Next to him in the truck from Wisconsin is a girl in her underwear who was just looking through the back of her truck for clothes. They were both asleep when I got here 45 minutes ago to do my two miles. And uh, throughout the park here, the various areas of the park, 
uh, you will find other homeless people. Now, I know that a lot of us like to get up and start our day and, how do I say this, inoculate ourselves, you know, from the world. We read about it in the news. We read about what's going on in the world in the news. Uh, and that's our news for the day. That's, that's what we do for the day. I experience the news every day uh, because I'm out in the world and I see things that maybe you guys don't see, maybe you turn away from. I notice things like how his Toyota here has been running uh, for over an hour now, probably all night, uh, to provide climate control. Uh, I notice things like uh, the girl in the truck, you know, by herself. Well, she's not by herself. She has a kid or a younger person with her. So there's mom and daughter uh, in truck or two girls, maybe on a cross-country trip or something. I don't know. But in a city of hotels, it's sure weird uh, to see people sleeping in their cars. But I see it every day right here at the park, every single day. And that's what I want to talk about today is how we inoculate ourselves every day from the horrors of the world and, and why we have to do that, uh, lest we get so overwhelmed that we can't function. So we're going to talk about that when we get back at home. Right, Miss M? Am I boring you? I appear to be boring her. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 